Oh, you're frozen. Oh, no, you're not. You were just being I'm very just sitting still. still. You were just being very <laughs> still. Okay, you were you <laughs> were eerily you were eerily still, and then I saw you blink. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I almost said Patreon because <laughs> we were just no. talking about the Patreon. I'm Allie, Hello. back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? Welcome back, intrepid traveler. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm trying to think because we both have dating updates. Mm-hmm. We have a Columbia update. And then I also – I had dinner with my friend Matt last night, and we had a conversation that I would like to unpack on the podcast because I think it's interesting, and I think there's, like, a lot of meat here. And so, like, I, oh. I'm just, like, worried about <laughs> – we have a lot to well, talk maybe, about. Maybe what we could do is we could ki- we could do all the things we want to do, and then we could kick off our long-distance discussion and have this be, like – a precursor and then pick it up in two weeks. We have a guest next week, but we could pick it up in two weeks. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay, let's do that. Because I don't want to – I mean, we got shit to say. Yeah. And it's all so, it's all you, relevant. The people who yeah. are into it, I think. And you have a date to get to, so. Yes, that's true. Um, um. Yeah. So, okay. So, I went out with lots of dogs here. Amazing. Um, and that right was after- on – that was last Sunday, right? It was right after we recorded. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so I'm loving this though because it means I have like makeup on for recording now. <laughs> I as as discussed, I am um uh not f- great post well, you're my return. Off of, like delayed flight, lots of travel, like that I'm understandable. I so. was also in in the office all day today, which I I almost never go to the office and I was there all day, so anywho. So, you look great. You're, are you drinking it? How large is that beverage? Is that an iced coffee? Yeah, it's a cold brew. It's a mason jar. It's, it's the size of your face. Well, it's 8, 16, I think it's 24 ounces. Good God, woman. Allie, I am brought to you. This glowing visage in front of you is brought to you by cold brew and the sheer desire to live. Oh, my God. I feel like at that um, point I would just like shut down with that much caffeine. Yeah. I think my body yeah. would short circuit. Um, but anyway, I'm, t- I'm taking so you- Monday off, so that'll be good. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I submitted. So you went out with lots of dogs here. Yeah. So went out with lots of dogs here. Great time. Such Amazing. a good time. I am so happy we reconnected and that I think I am in a less toxic place. To receive the fact that he is like a very good person with a lot of like the qualities that I really want. And That's amazing. Because yeah, I well I listened to the Patreon that you did with Mary today um, on your Survivor journey, and at the beginning yeah. you were saying the same thing that you like, and that like that made a lot of sense to me that like the like very lovely qualities that he has were like in some ways off putting to you previously perhaps due to the headspace that you were in and are, and you're now able to recognize them as like amazing, amazing qualities. Right. Exactly. Like the good – him being clear, expressing interest, texting me is not giving me the ick. Great. Because, because these are all great things. <laughs> exactly. 
it was definitely not a lots of dogs here text. We were texting a little bit on Saturday night. He is a part of a ski club and was on a ski trip last weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, also just like the world. We have three mutual friends. Yeah, so you talked about one of them on the Patreon. That's wild. The world is so small. Yeah. One of them is from high school. One is from L.A. Or two are from L.A., but like the third one from L.A. knows PowerPoint as well. Ooh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I think she'd probably remember him. Anyway, on Saturday night, we were texting. I played games with – group um and he was on the ski trip and he did what we've talked about before we really like so like on saturday he texted me a photo of the mountain and the snow and whatever and i like it was like beautiful have a great time and then the next day he sent me like a video of skiing or something and so he's pivoted away from dog content yes yes yeah yeah uh (laughs) i prefer like sporting content i can get behind um so I texted him a photo of it was clear like it was nighttime that it was clearly something he had taken earlier in the day um cuz like the wet like the light outside did not comport <laughs> um and so I took a picture of my friends and I were playing this game called Farkle it's like a dice throwing game that I think I've decided yeah, like, I don't like I've played it that too game much I'm luck. not a huge fan yeah yeah it's fan. dumb anyway so I take a photo of us playing Farkle and say, like, that looks fun. We're arguing about the statistics of dice combinations. (laughs) He then says, we're playing dare bowl. I said, what's that? And he said, everybody writes multiple dares, throws them in a bowl. Mm -hmm. And and if you either have to do it or take a drink. Yeah. And I said, oh, like, what do you got? What do you got to do? Yeah. What kind of dares? What kind of dares did they have in the bowl? They sounded like pretty relatively tame. At least the versions he told me, you know, who the hell knows, but whatever. He goes, well, the first one that I drew was you have to call your crush and ask them out. I was going to call you and then I like took a drink instead. And I That's actually think. Cute. Uh, thank you. I actually think that was like the best possible way to play it out because like I, I get the acknowledgement of like he thought of me when that came up. That's cute. He gets kind of the feedback from me that, like, I, like, oh, like, I thought that's cute, whatever. But then also, like, he doesn't have to put me on the spot, put himself on the spot. Like, it's the best of, like, all – it's, like, the best outcome for that situation, I think. Agreed. I like it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so we are going out tonight. We're going to dinner. And um, I will keep you posted. That's great. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat. 
They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, Tell me about it, the disco ball. So it is serendipitous that we are kicking off our long-distance dating discussion tonight, given that I have now embarked upon a long-distance dating situation. With, true, 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 true. I mean, with an end in sight, but like that—that's what long distance often yeah, is, right? That's fair. I mean, granted, and like May is not like, or excuse me, I, I don't know why I just said May. July is not tomorrow. July is like, oh wow, a decent I didn't realize of, it was July. Yeah, and because he, he's going to be traveling, I believe his lease is up at the end of May, but he's going to be traveling for so much of June that he is like, it didn't, it didn't make sense to like move here permanently until July. Mm-hmm. So. But so anyway, it's just like interesting because as I was going through the questions that the listeners asked and as we think about our weirder naw for the week about starting a relationship long distance from the jump, a lot of listeners asked like, how do you, how do you like approach long distance dating, not long distance relationship? Because those are two very different things. Yeah, that's so different. Wow. That's a really good point. Yeah, and that's what I I am currently navigating that. Yeah. Um so so long, short answer, he's great. Um but so we went out at this point you went out on over, Monday, the day correct. after we recorded, yeah. Yeah, a little after a week ago. So the date was amazing. It was because I so I haven't talked about the date, right? Yeah, cuz I didn't No, this is all new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the date was amazing. You were like live planning the date while yes. recording. Okay, with thank you. Thank you Desiree. for drawing my memory. I'm still in vacation mode. So okay. So we ended up so I ended up suggesting that we go to this place in Brooklyn called Royal Palm Shuffleboard Club. That's um, a cool spot. It's so cool for, for those of you who don't haven't been, which is ninety-nine percent of you most likely. It is it is this huge bar slash also like event space. They also do like comedy there sometimes. Um, place in Brooklyn, they have six, I think, shuffleboard courts, like full size, not bar shuffleboard, like with little discs and sand, like full, you know. Where you use the poles. You use the poles, like full shuffleboard courts. They actually run leagues there that I've heard Love are very that. fun. That's fun. Um, and they have also like a host of other board games. They have giant Jenga. They have um, – a bunch of different board games that you can like rent out. You just like give them your ID or whatever and they'll give it to you. I've never – I've been there a lot. I've never actually played shuffleboard there. So it was something that I wanted – been wanting to do. Yeah. So I suggested that. They also have a food truck, like a rotating food truck there. So I was like we could play shuffleboard, get food, and then like bar hop if we want. So we met up there. Oh, you're frozen. Oh no, you're not. You were just being. I'm very just still. sitting still. You were just being very still. Okay, you were, you <laughs> were hilarious. eerily, you were eerily still, and then I saw you blink. <laughs> that was really fucking funny. Uh, oh, well, you're God, not. Right. You're not frozen. You're just a nope. statue. Okay, just listening. <laughs> you're just. You just have good posture and don't move. Okay, so, um, so anyway, so. We went there. So he got there a little bit before me. He texted me. He was like, I just got in. I just got here. I already love this place. Um, and like it was just really easy chemistry from the moment that we like hugged hello. Mm. 
It was so much fun. We had that same banter that we had in text message translated directly to being in person. Like nice. Down to like flirty eye contact. Like like eye contact that was charged with energy. You know Are you I mean? watching the new Bridgerton? I haven't started it yet. Okay, because it is literally fully eye contact based sexual chemistry. <laughs> Yes. So that is it, that is a exactly lot less sex in the first series. It's all eye contact. All sustained that's, eye contact. That's really funny. Yeah. Um yeah, I I binge watched the first season with my mom, which was interesting once all the sex started. Um but I haven't started season 2. So anyway, so it was like great banter from the beginning, like joking with each other, kind of like ribbing each other a little bit with like side eye and like it, it was just great. And so we started off playing shuffleboard, which was a really good activity to do because it it had – there was a, there was an element of like distraction and something we could very easily talk about. Also, the people next to us were like wildly chaotic with their shuffleboard and kept like – like uh, pucks kept careening onto our board and almost hitting me. And so like – and I was wearing ankle jeans and so like he, so we, we had this joke that like my ankles were exposed and so he had to like protect my ankles so he would like run in front of the pucks that were like careening towards me. I like a good opportunity. We've talked about this with how to use kind of moments to create context humor and build inside jokes and so that's, yes. that's great. Yes. So the whole – that was great. We did that for however long we booked the court for an hour I think. Um, and then we had got sandwiches at the food truck, had a couple drinks. The place closes really early because it's like not a regular bar. So then we went and we were walking and I I didn't know whether or not we were going to another location. Ah, so you're just blindly walking. He assumed that I was taking us to another location. Literally the blind leading the blind. Great. I I did not know. So I was just walking and we were talking and da-da-da-da-da. And then he goes – and then – oh, so then we, we passed my favorite bar in Brooklyn, um, which is a bar called Union Hall. And I was like, oh, that's my favorite bar in Brooklyn, you know, whatever. And he was like, oh, like too risky for a first date though. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like can't can't risk that you're going to keep showing up to my spot. You know, whatever. I thought he meant like that's why I didn't pick that instead of Royal Palms. So we were we kept walking, we kept walking. And then he goes, We're going to another bar, right? I'm not just like weirdly following you home. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, we could do that. Yes. I wanted to, but I like wasn't sure. I like, I don't know. So we ended up looping back to Union Hall after I made him promise me that no matter how the date goes, he will never go there without me. Oh my god. That's so funny. Cuz he was like he was like don't worry, don't worry like if you know, if this goes poorly, like I won't go there. And then I was like, do you think there's a chance of that happening? And he was like, no, I think we're safe at this point. Oh, that's But cute. he's like, but I still wouldn't go to your favorite bar without you. That's very nice. So, it was very cute. We went there we stayed there until almost midnight um, and just had the best time. Um, and so then – so that was Monday night. I left for Columbia on Wednesday. Right. We we were texting on Tuesday um, and then on Wednesday morning, we've kind of basically been having like 
one long conversation where like each of us responds, like sometimes we'll be responding right away and then it'll go, you know, like hours, half a day, sometimes a whole day when I was, you know, doing on vacation in between responses, but then like, we'll just kind of pick up the conversation. So we've kind of been having like one conversation since then, which is, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's, that's like, so wait, tell me what exactly that means. Does that mean it's about the same top? Like, what does it mean to have the same conversation? It's just that we're continually replying to things the other person said, but like not necessarily immediately. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. And I really like it. So sometimes we're replying immediately. Like last right. night, he and I, we were going back and forth last night for like an hour. And then I went to bed. And Okay. And so just to contrast by example. Yeah. Like lots of dogs here and I would text. Uh-huh. Conversation kind of ends. And then he sends something else the next day, like a skiing picture. Is that the same conversation or a different conversation? That's a different conversation. Okay. Not, <laughs> it's not that good or bad. It's just like – Oh, yeah, just, yeah. It, I, I'm just trying to understand the definition. Yeah. So like there there have been a couple times where one of us has brought up like a non sequitur that had nothing to do with the last thing that was said. But like for the most part, it's just been like a consistent back and forth that sometimes is immediate and sometimes it, there's like longer stretches because somebody's doing something. Mm-hmm. It just feels like natural. Like we're just in constant touch. That's nice. Yeah, constant might be the wrong word. Continuous. We're in continuous touch. That feels right. Um, And I'm not – like I don't feel like I'm like waiting for a conversation to start for either him to text me or me to start a conversation because at any given time, I feel like I'm in one with him. That's nice. That's really nice. He hasn't texted me that moment. Um, And it was really cute. The the morning I was leaving for Columbia, I was at the airport and he was like – he was like, have so much fun on your trip. I'm looking forward to living vicariously through your vacation. Please consider this my formal request for pictures. Love. Love that groundwork. Yeah. And so then then I then exactly like you said about the mountain. Like then I I said, like, got it, done and done. And so then like later that night when we were there, like I we had an amazing Airbnb that had, we'll get into my Columbia trip. We had an amazing Airbnb that had a rooftop pool um, that overlooked the ocean. And so I sent him like a sunset pic from that. And then we were then we kind of went back and forth with pictures for my whole vacation of like me sending Columbia pictures and him mostly sending like pictures of his dog. Perfect. Oh, he has a dog too. Oh, he has a dog that he shares custody of with his ex. Are you fucking serious? Yup. Oh my God. What are the odds? What are I they going to do when he moves? The dog is staying. Okay. He's hoping that – um, he's hoping that they can come up with some sort of custody arrangement where he can like take trips, uh-huh. the dog. Yes. Um, but to start off, he's going to stay there. It sounded – it's actually a really interesting contrast now that I'm remembering to say this. I have – I am in no way worried about that situation or his relationship with his ex or like I have absolutely no questions about like when this relationship ended all based on how his demeanor in telling me that he shares custody. Right. Well, remember how Therapy Jeff said the thing to key into when people talk about their ex is how charged they are? Yeah. So there you go. His ability to be neutral is a huge sign. 
Completely. Because I asked, I said something about, um, oh, I asked him what, where, where he, what he does with, or who watches his dog when he comes to New York. Cause he stays in a hotel and it's kind of a big dog. And, and that's when he was like, he was like, oh, well actually I share custody of the dog with my ex-girlfriend. And then he was like, he's like, it's great. He's like, we're friends now. I actually recommend that everyone adopt a dog with their friends because then you don't have to have the dog all the time. All right. And so like, it just seemed very like, oh yeah, like this is just a person in my life and we share this dog, not, oh, it's my ex. Yeah. Whereas like with the rower, it was very much, that is my ex and we are only in touch due to this dog and it's like kind of an issue. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So anyway, um, yeah. So we've been exchanging pictures, et cetera, or whatever. We're like continually talking, continuously talking. Um, so, but now I'm, I've entered this territory where I have started dating this guy that doesn't live here. Yeah. He so like, what are the ha- next steps? Right. So Sorry, he doesn't have – no, you're good. He, funnily enough, somebody commented on um, a TikTok video of an old episode of ours. I don't remember what episode it was now, but it was old. And they were like, by the way, in this episode, Roar, you seem really annoyed when work interrupts you, but then you interrupted her right after that. And I think that's very hypocritical. Oh, that's so funny. I was like, I, what? (laughs) Let's I wrote back and I was like, I. That will be good right? for this podcast and our relationship. <laughs> It'll be great. But I wrote back and I was like, "Hi, like I, I don't know what interaction you're talking about because I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I was annoyed, so I don't remember the interaction you're talking about." But like, interruptions happen in regular conversation, and the technology of this podcast means that interruptions happen even more due to the audio lag. Exactly, especially anyway. when we have guests. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. I just that just reminded me of today. I was like, this is very weird that somebody listened to this old podcast episode and then was like, I must go to this video and tell her about this. That's really funny. Oh, right. Okay. So he doesn't have a set schedule of when he comes here. Okay. His new job is here, but people are not in the office all the time in his, for his new job. Right. So he comes here to get FaceTime with his new boss and his team, et cetera, but it's not like it's not like he will be in the office on a regular basis once he lives here and so he has to do it on a regular basis. It's more like as needed or as wanted. Okay. Like he could – in theory, he could stay in D.C. until he moves and it sounds like that would be fine from his job's perspective. Right. That would not be he fine chooses from an ally perspective. No. But he also chooses to do it and has been choosing to do it because it's he's like establishing relationships here and stuff. Right, which is, I think, so, a good idea. For sure. So when I asked him when we were – so we talked about our second date on the first date before we were even saying goodbye. We're going to do karaoke. Um, we are de- currently deciding whether or not it's going to be private room karaoke or bar karaoke. But that – we will decide that later. I couldn't do karaoke under either circumstance. I need it to be a group of people I know. Uh, Strangers and so one-on-one would scare the shit out of me. I I really like um, bar karaoke. The only – I mean, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I like being on stage. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is that I don't get to be on stage very often because there's usually a line. Right. So that's the – that is literally the only thing that I don't like about bar karaoke that's is how wild long you have to wait. 
<laughs> and how few times you get to sing. Like if I'm going to go to karaoke, I want to sing a bunch and I want to see my friends sing. And if you yes. go to bar karaoke, if you go to a bar karaoke situation, it's strangers and I don't care about strangers singing. I like to sing along. Like I'd be down for like a group sing. Is that an option? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. They're absolutely an option. Um, I have friends who who aren't that into solo singing at karaoke and they like shake the tambourine and, and back up. Oh, all right. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so also funnily enough, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I have a tradition. Yeah. What? Oh, I was just saying, yeah. Like oh. question. Go on. <laughs> I have a tradition where I sing karaoke on my birthday every year. Like karaoke yeah. is involved in my birthday in some way every year, whether I like, whether it's a last minute move or like for the last several years pre-COVID, I actually booked a karaoke room late night after my party. The last two years – well, last year it did happen, but we were in a house in the Poconos, so it was a little bit different. Um, obviously, in COVID, it didn't happen in 2020. My birthday is in March. Um, this year, I didn't think it was going to happen. The bar that we happened to go to to watch the Colombian football game, they were playing in a World Cup qualifier. We went to watch the game. The game ends, and – all of a sudden, they're announcing that they have live band karaoke there that night. That feels like fate. Such fate. Live band karaoke. Incredible. That's awesome. I've only I've only ever done it one time before. It was so much fun. I did Don't Speak by No Doubt. The only issue, the only issue, I, I like that song, but the only issue was they only had like 15 English song options. So my, the options were like really limited and they were very hilariously random. Um, like no reason by Hoobastank or the reason by Hoobastank. Oh my god! Wow, options. what? A, I, that's so funny. My friends and I were just talking about Hoobastank. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? <sighs> um. So anyway, uh, this is this is just. So you guys are gonna do karaoke for your second date next time I come to New yes. York. Let's do karaoke. Fuck yeah! Are you? Were you saying though? Yeah, but like okay. I said, we'll, let's get a group together. I'm not gonna like sing to you. <laughs> No, obviously that would be weird. I've never gone one on one with a girlfriend. Okay, so I I might do it with Cindy. That could be fun. But anyway, so I really like a one on one karaoke date. I've never done it this early in the game though. I used to go with the chef. One of his very few of redeeming qualities was that he loved karaoke. And mm-hmm. we used to go on one-on-one karaoke dates to this place in, in Koreatown that's BYOB. And so we'd like bring a pack of beer yeah, and book a room and like sing our hearts out for a few hours. And it was just so fun. Some of my favorite dates with him were just that's like cute. in a karaoke Very foreign like a, to me, but love that for you. So much fun. Thank you. Um, So we had, we had been talking about how that was going to be our second date. I found out after I agreed to that that he used to be a singer in a band. Oh, great. Good. So going to have to practice. Um, but – so we had already decided that. So then when we were like waiting for our lifts and we were like saying goodbye, whatever, I asked him when he's coming to New York next and he was like, oh, whenever. And so that's when that's when he was like, oh, I don't have a set schedule to come. Like I can come whenever. Okay. So – Right. So then I then I went on vacation and I just got back. So we have right. not yet discussed when, whenever might be. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also am going to be going to DC at some point in between now and then because my close friend lives there and I have a visit planned that we just haven't picked a weekend yet. Um, and it'll probably be before July. So it will be. It, yeah, it absolutely will be. Maybe June. Um, so I, I could totally go on a date down in DC as well, but I we don't have a set time when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to I navigate that? Do you want him to offer it? Do you want to say, hey, what's your plan? Like what's – what are you thinking? I think I'm going to ask him. Yeah. That makes um, sense to me. I, I, I don't know how I would handle this. This would this would put me on my heels a little bit. I don't have – I don't think I have a prefer. Like I, th- I think that's fi- – I'm fine with that um, of saying like – I think I might re-ask if he has plans to come because things could have changed in the last – that's a good way to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Like, you know, anything could have developed in terms of when he needs to be here for work. Um, and if not, then then we can, you know, then I can be like, okay, well, let's do it then. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And I, I just – I'm very excited about it. I'm, like, trying not to get overly excited about it. Um, and I've been, like – it, it's just like it's really nice to feel excited but not anxious. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, well said. I, and I just I'm just really enjoying that feeling. Um. So, anyway, we'll see. Um. So, in addition to that, I got my third matchmaker match today. Amazing. Yes. You um, sent me a photo of the man. I'm He's yes. a cutie. I'm excited for you. I'm really excited. I'm the most excited about this match of the three that I've had. Amazing. Um, just like the way that she described him. Obviously, I think he's very cute, but like I really liked the way that she described him um, and I'm excited. So she gave him my number today. Okay. Great. So I should be hearing from him shortly. And is he going to do the thing where he schedules with the matchmaker? It seems like she forgot about that because typically she would have already – like the last time she asked me for my availability like before giving him my number. I also forgot about it though. I was just Mm -hmm. excited and she was like, okay, great. I'm going to give him your number. And I was like, okay, great. And then like several hours later, I realized, wait a minute, that isn't how this is supposed to go anymore. But I just let it go because I she probably already did it. Yeah. All right. So well, let's let this man prove himself in that regard. Yes. And then yes. we can there was only, back with Matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I only had the one issue with Eminem of this right. being a problem. Like the, the first guy, like the accountant was great. Wait. Wasn't that other guy, a pro- the goalie, kind of a problem? Like he, oh, I feel like, was the precursor yeah. to the problem. Yes. But I don't think that that was a – procedural problem i think it was because he realized where i lived agreed and decided that that was a deal breaker for him even though he knew it the whole time yeah agreed eminem was just a terrible communicator i mean he was a ghoster he correct yes he ghosted me twice yeah so anyway so that's exciting i don't have a nickname for him yet um that's but and I don't know. I tried my mightiest today to find him online, and I can't. Desiree I don't have enough information. I don't have enough information. Interesting. I'm upset. 
Okay. Yeah. He I'm not my friend, upset, but I My friend Anna is pretty good at this. I could I could set her on it. Will you forward her the email? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because so I, I as I told you, so first of all, his name is is pretty common and you don't get a last name and I have a a very generic job description. Ah. I was able to find um what did I call the last guy? Lisbon. Yeah, I was able to find Lisbon because the job description that my matchmaker used in the email was really specific. Mm. And he had a more specific name. So I was able to use the combination of the name and the job title to find him on LinkedIn. Yeah. This guy, it's a an industry, really, more so than a job title. Consultant. And his name is quite common. And I made that up, by the way, listeners. That's not real. <laughs> what did you say? I said consultant. Oh, yeah. It's something similar to that. Like yeah. just, you know, he – like as if she had said he's in consulting. Like that yeah. is how vague the description is. Um, and his name is common. And I tried to reverse Google image search the picture that I was provided and Google Google popped up with the definition of a gentleman. I mean, great sign. I like it. Great. Google Google is, a, is, is anointing this may, relationship should positively. I, call, I need to call him the gentleman, don't I? Oh, fuck. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I That's do. perfect. Okay. Also, He's now the gentleman. assuages all of our de-identifying concerns. Yes, it does. Um, he's wearing a suit in the picture. So Google thought that like the most similar pictures to that one are pictures of gentlemen. Fancy men. (laughs) Other fancy men. Um, Uh, That's really funny. So anyway, so I don't know anything. I mean, I do, but I don't know. I don't know anything like identifying about this dude to even give him a nickname that would be identifying. Perfect. It's for the best. Um, it is for the best. So we will we will see when I hear from him. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow. She she communicates with him via email, so like who knows if he sees it right away or whatever. Right. Well, she, knows. she will know. She, she will know right when he opens it <laughs> as many times as he wants. <laughs> and I just remembered that a number of times that I have opened her email about him to re-examine the information is embarrassing. Oh my god, you got to start taking screenshots. I know. I forgot until right now. Um. Okay. So anyway, so those are my dating updates. I like it. Should we save? Let's. Should we maybe do birthday on Patreon and then I'll just save my conversation. My conversation with Matt mm. is evergreen. It is not urgent. It's like about yeah. dating trends in general that I just want to hear your take on. And so, yeah, yeah. We'll birthday just save for it. Patreon is a good idea. Okay, but. Cool. Quick, high level. It was amazing. It's probably like the best vacation I've ever been on. You were Love. very, very sorely missed. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would have truly rather been anywhere, let alone a fucking <laughs> awesome trip. So like, yeah, I was I was having a mental breakdown while you were <laughs> living life. God. That'll be even better on the Patreon because there are some updates that I was not going to give here that I will certainly give the patrons. Oh, perfect. Great. That'll be yeah, to our escapades. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, well, it looks um, like a blast. Oh my god, we did. Speaking of the Patreon, before we go into weird or not, etc., we are officially scheduled for our first spicy Patreon episode. And by the time this comes out, by the time this comes out, it will have already aired. Actually, yes, that's true. Yeah, and so it will the be up there will... if somebody wants to join Patreon. Yes. So we so we are calling it Finding Mr. Height Uncensored. It just makes sense, as TikTok would it say. It just makes sense. I the launch 
imagery is so freaking cute. I'm very excited about it. Um, so we are going – we will already have so We know this, but if you want to listen to FMH Uncensored, you can join the Patreon. And our first episode with Therapy Jeff aired this past weekend. And when we do ones in the future, we've created a separate Ask Us Anything form for these uncensored episodes. So as most people probably know, we have an Ask Us Anything form in general for the patrons um, and that we answer questions every week. But this form is specifically for spicy questions and we will get, we will answer those with our uncensored guests. Yeah, because I think, I think I left in the Therapy Jeff episode that we spoke for quite – a length about inappropriate topics where I was like, this has to go, guys. Like, this is crazy. You did, yeah. You you left in the part where we were like, we have to cut out the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And so yeah. The, that, that we're going to do a whole episode on that, basically. Yes. Yes. And we will also do one with Desiree because she certainly has contributions to make. Yeah. And people are uh, loving her, by the way. My mom texted me and was like, this is like my favorite person that you've had. My mom loved yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um in in the feedback that I've seen as well. So yeah, it was awesome. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. and. You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Um, right. Okay. Weird or not. So this, this week's Weird or Not, as mentioned earlier, is your relationship is long distance from the beginning. Weird okay. or nah? I don't want to be rude to your current <laughs> vibe. <laughs> so this is no shade. This is not a negative feeling. I understand. I think this is really weird because I don't think like, <laughs> how does this happen? I get that it's happening. I, I, I get that it is. And in theory, that would have been like my situation if I had stayed dating the alive man. Mm-hmm. And so like – I guess I can get it, but that was such an anomalous situation that it's weird that I guess I would view it as – to me, I feel like long distance happens because you meet in college and then 
both have different jobs and kind of like decide if you're going to live in the same place or like one person gets into grad school down the line or something and you Mm. have to kind of decide if both – like to me, you start together and then navigate apart or like figure it out. I'm just very – this is like shocking to me. Um, And it's funny because I have like – uh, and then I'll let you guess the split. Yeah. I have the exact opposite framework where it actually feels more – not ideal, don't get me wrong, but it feels more common in my head that people would meet someone who doesn't live in their city, start out long distance, and then work to not be. Like God. that feels like the more common scenario. I would love statistics on this actually. Yeah, I, I would too. It's interesting that you say that actually because I know a couple people who are married, like one met at like Jazz Fest in New Orleans, like one person was visiting yeah. from one state, another, like one from another. I know somebody – like those types of situations I have heard about, so I do see your point. It's just so foreign to me in that if yeah. I met someone in that circumstance, it would be like, ha-ha, cool, nice to meet you, best of luck in life. And it would just right. be like, farewell. I mean, I I will tell my story that I realized I've never really talked about later mm-hmm. in this pod about how that happened to me, and, and then oopsies, I ended up in a long distance relationship. <laughs> there you go, yeah, uh, like you know, shit okay. happens. But anyway, so, so I'm gonna say what's the split? This is sixty five weird, thirty five nah. You're real wrong. Oh fuck! It's twenty six weird, seventy four nah. Explain yourselves right now. <laughs> I think it's because people have, and and I well, I know this because I read the responses. Right, people have a similar framework as I do. That like you meet somebody that doesn't live where you live until you start out long distance, and it's hard, but you eventually work towards living in the same place. Fascinating. I just feel yeah. like. To survive long distance, I would need an investment. The idea that I wouldn't know someone very well and would decide that this very difficult thing is worth it is wild. Yeah, and that, and that is what that is what most of the people who said weird said mm-hmm. is that they said, and per usual, we the percentage of people who vote weird, the ratio of weird votes to weird submissions is always higher. Or the other way around. The ratio of weird submissions to weird votes is always higher than nah because I I think if you think something is weird, you're just more passionate about it than if you're like, nah, that's fine. Yeah. So it makes sense. But all of the people who said it was weird said something along those lines. Like, what's the foundation here? How do you really get to know someone? How do you like decide that you want to date someone exclusively if you don't live in the same place, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera? Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. (laughs) Let's talk about that. So, so I think I, – I mean maybe this is just a good time to tell my story of how I ended up dating somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start there. That I didn't – okay. So I have talked about this man before but extremely rarely. I call him the buffalo. Mm-hmm. Do you even know the story that I'm talking about? I talk about it so rarely. I think I do because I think that you've – I believe you told it on an Instagram or an early TikTok. I did tell it on an early TikTok. Yeah. And then I just, I just, I'm confident that I know this story. Yeah. I I think you probably do, but I I bet you that because the reason this came to my attention is because 
the idea for this long distance dating episode came from a conversation that I was having with my friends in Colombia. And then one of them said like, they used his real name obviously, but they were like, I was like, why don't you ever talk about the Buffalo on the pod? Like you talk about your long distance situation with ASV all the time, but you never mention the Buffalo. And I, there's not a real reason. I just, I kind of forget, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was never my boyfriend, but okay, I'll get into this. Okay. okay. So as we know, I travel for volleyball. I go to nationals every year, typically. Haven't gone for the last two years, but going again this year, very excited. Amazing. I go to nationals for volleyball every year. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's this three-day tournament. We go for four to five days. It is hundreds of men's teams and hundreds of women's teams all playing in the same convention center and staying at the same like two to three hotels. This feels like a, the Olympic Village is the it vibe is. I'm getting. Yes. That is the exact vibe that it has. Everybody is tall. Everybody plays volleyball. Like it's fucking heaven. And it's just so much fun. Also, like I love playing and it's very competitive and et cetera. So it's great. There are almost always – like years that I've been single, there I have almost always had some sort of romantic connection while there. Typically speaking, it is fleeting. Mm-hmm. It is like a Nationals makeout kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, circumstantial. Circumstantial, exactly. And people are coming from all over the country and other countries too, but mostly the U.S. So in 2015, it was in Detroit. And my team did really, really well. And on the last day, we were in the gold bracket, which is like the playoffs or whatever. We're playing in the finals. And we're playing a team from Buffalo. And their men's team had gotten eliminated earlier that day and started drinking, as you do. And they were cheering for them and heckling us. Okay. And in a in sometimes the sometimes the hecklers that we get at nationals are really rude and it's oh, like fucking s- s- terrible. Yeah. Um, these hecklers were very fun and we also were in control and feeling like we were gonna win the whole time. So we were like enjoying the fact that we were getting heckled because we were like winning. So at one point I, this is going to be volleyball terminology, so I'll kind of, but I did something and I heard this guy yell my number, number one, and then like something about what I had just done. Okay. And I looked over and I saw this incredibly cute man, like 6'5", super, super cute, like my type to a T. And I like pointed at him and I was like, did you say that? And he was like looking around. And he's like, me? No, what me? No, I I would never. I would never. And so then he and I started like individually heckling each other throughout the rest of the match. Damn. So like when I would do something good or when my team would do something good, I would like look at him and be like, what now? Like, what do you have to say now? So this was all happening. We win the game. So we won we won nationals that year. It was congratulations. It, thank you. It remains the best day of my life. Um wow. and <laughs> And there's a there's a medal ceremony at the end. And so they like call you up one by one by name to like put your medal on or whatever. And my team has all these crazy cheers. We were doing all these crazy cheers. His team's in the audience. He's like loving it the whole time. My parents were also there. My parents used to come to nationals every year. So I'm standing with my mom after the game and we're talking. He comes up to my mom and he said – 
hi, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I was wondering if I could ask your daughter for her phone number. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. And my mom, my mom looks him up and down and goes, I guess you're tall enough. I'll let her decide. Oh my God. That's a great, that's a great gatekeeper response. Yes. And she walked away. So he asked for my number. I obviously gave it to him. We were texting. There's like a big players party the last night every year. We were texting later that night. My team met up with his team. We ended up hanging out. We left the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm never going to see this man again. This is like a, you know, like I said, a nationals dalliance. Like, I'm not going to see him again. But then yeah. he's texting me and continues to text me. And now we're texting like all day, every day. And it's been a couple weeks and I'm out to drinks with Cindy and my good friend, Audrey, who's also on our team. And I'm like, oh my God, the Buffalo is, keeps texting me that he wants me to come visit. And they're like, oh my God, go, go, go. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, that's crazy. And then I'm like, oh my God, guys, he just texted that he'll buy me a ticket right now. One of them, I forget who, grabs my phone, replies, yes, like going, like do it. So he bought me a plane ticket to Buffalo and I went to visit him. Oh my God. And it was this incredible visit. I met his family. Uh, like it was just this like magical visit and we embarked upon a long distance relationship, although I never really called him my boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And where we would go back and forth, like he he came to New York a couple times. I went to Buffalo. I went to Buffalo more times than he came to New York for a, a few reasons. He is tied there a little bit more so than I am, which we will get into later as well. Um, And we like played a ton of volleyball together all summer. Fast forward to October. He invited me to his cousin's wedding, which was in Buffalo. Yes. And I invited him to my friend's wedding, which happened to be in Detroit at the same hotel that we had been staying at when I met him, which was just kind of funny. And so he could drive to Detroit from Buffalo. So he didn't need and – the, and the other wedding, the wedding he invited me to was in Buffalo. So he didn't need a plane ticket for either one. I obviously needed two plane tickets. So we had decided that I would pay for one of my plane tickets and he would pay for the other one. Okay. I feel so, like it would make sense for him to pay for Buffalo and you to pay for yourself to go to Detroit. Correct. However, the wedding that his – his cousin's wedding was before my friend's wedding and – I was looking at the flight prices and we had decided that, by the way. We had decided that he was going to buy that ticket and then I would buy my ticket to, to Detroit. We were I was looking at flight prices and I was texting him being like, hey, there's a crazy deal right now to Detroit – or to Buffalo, sorry. Like, are you around to buy this right now? And he was like, shit, I'm in a meeting. He was like in a like in-person meeting. He's like, I can't. Like, will you buy it? And then like I'll buy your one to Detroit. And I was like, yeah, 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 definitely. So I bought this ticket and Buffalo was actually kind of randomly expensive to go to from New York. It was $200, but that was like way cheaper than it had been previously. Oh, wow. So so that, so that I bought that ticket. He very shortly thereafter fully ghosted me. This is why I know the story. Yeah. Fully ghosted me. And I, when I say very shortly, I mean within the next week. He stopped responding to my text messages when I was trying to follow up about like him buying my ticket to Detroit and also like plans for this wedding and that I'm going to with him to his cousin's wedding. 
and like any anything. He's not responding to a single thing. I left him a voicemail or two being like, can, can we talk about this? What's going on? Like, I, you know, I, I j- can we just have a conversation? Like what's happening? Yeah. No response. Full radio silence. So finally after – Do you think after- he was like injured at any point? No. He was oh. – I think there was like a social media thing. I could see that he was fine. Okay. Um. So finally after like – I want to say two weeks of this, of me intermittently being like, hi, hello, can we talk about this? Like, what's going on? I sent him a a text that said, like, you're very clearly done with this situation. I'm really sad. I wish that weren't the case. But if if that is, as it seems to be, can you at least send me the money back that I paid, that I bought for this flight? This was pre-COVID before flights were like, you could do whatever the fuck you want with them. Um... I'm like, could you at least send me this money back for this flight that is non-refundable to your cousin's wedding that I'm pretty clearly not Obviously going not to at going this point? To. Yeah. And this motherfucker writes back to that text saying, I can't believe you're making this about the money. Oh my God. I had forgotten that detail. That is I'm like, so I, fucking good. That is the audacity. Like, per the above – if you scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, I have been trying and trying and trying and trying to contact you to have a conversation about my emotions and our relationship. And you had no interest in that. So now, yes, I am trying to recoup the money that I spent. Insane. Wild. And when I responded to that, he then never responded again. Oh, my God. So nothing nothing ever since? Has there been any um, follow-up? In a so he never responded to that, but okay. we would – he occasionally would send me Snapchats and I'd be like, I need you to not Yes, yeah. actually. Um, and then he started dating someone. We ran into each other at the following nationals with the person he was dating. It was very awkward. And then the nationals after that, he and I ended up having a conversation about basically like he basically admitted to me that he freaked out because he really liked me unexpectedly and like saw a future but knew that I would never move to Buffalo and he can't leave for a few personal reasons that I won't get into. And so he just like imploded the whole thing on his own in his mind. Do you buy that from men that, like, I just freaked out that I liked you? So, no, not that part. But the part that I do buy from him is that he just decided that it would never work. He freaked out that it would never work Mm -hmm. because in his own mind he decided that I would never move to Buffalo. And because he liked me on a I want to date this person level – he was like, well, it's never going to work because she'll never move to Buffalo, which, like, is true, but we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. He just, like, imploded the whole thing on his own in his mind. Yeah. And honestly, at the time, I would have considered it. I'm glad that I never did, but right. I would have. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you – where would you move? Do you ever think about that? No. I haven't thought about that in specific. Um, it might be easier pro- to think about it in the negative. I would not move to Alaska. 
No, I would not move to Alaska. I would not I would move, move to, to Dakota. A, I, I would move. I would. <laughs> Let's list I think, states. I think if I <laughs> – let's just piss off as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, I would move – I think if I were to move, it would need to be another major city. Okay. Um, And I think I would need to have some sort of support system there. Whether that's a couple people that I know separately from the person I'm moving there with. Yeah. Or family or, you know, something. Or like if I'm moving for a – job and I could get another job, like those types of things. My industry, and granted, now if I'm if I were to make Finding Mr. Height full time, this wouldn't be as big of a deal. But at the time that it wasn't a thing. So the retail industry, I, I couldn't work there. No, no, no. You could not have. And working from home remotely was not an option. So like Correct. it it was pretty much a no go for me. Like I at the time I needed to live either here or LA, like maybe San Francisco too. Mm-hmm. Um now it's obviously much more flexible. But. Right. Um, yeah, so that's that story. So then we finally did have that conversation where, and you know, do I buy it? I do think that that is, that was a factor. Is it, is it a good excuse? No. Agreed. Definitely not. I Um, do think the, I'm about to say something I think that's very obvious actually. Every breakup essentially is one person deciding that it's not going to work, Right. Yes, but typically they tell you that. Right. Yes. But (laughs) like, for example, I have a friend right now who is dating a guy who's really lovely and yet she kind of waffles about the the longevity that she sees for it. And so I could see her coming to a conclusion like that where she says, I've decided that for this reason, this is probably not going to work. So we should just end it now. And so I, I, I do see that happening. I, I get it. Yeah. The thing that I think – so, if, yeah, first of all, hope you know, typically the person says that out loud. The second thing is that the reason that he gave was a decision that he made for me on his own. Correct. Like he decided on his own that I would never move to Buffalo and because he can't leave that it would never work. Mm-hmm. Like, we never had that conversation. Yeah. So, anyway. And, actually, we had several conversations about, like, his work expansion so that he would have to come to New York more and how we, like, we just, uh, whatever. So. <laughs> so One hour in. Should, should we <laughs> take a listener question? Yeah, probably. Um, long story short, he is now married to that girl and they go to Disneyland together and they wear ears. And that – and so it is written. And Good scene. for them. <laughs> yep. Uh, because I have one friend who's still Facebook friends with him just basically so that I can see what he's doing. Love that, yeah. If I want to. I haven't asked her in a while. It's always um, a good option. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're one hour in. So maybe maybe we just <laughs> crack the surface of – I almost feel like this has been a Patreon episode. Like, this is the vibe, everybody. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you if you liked this vibe, you will fucking love the Patreon where oh, we just, boy. like, meander about and tell stories. And then eventually we answer listener questions. Um, I mean, this one's, like, a good place to start, actually. I- I'll ask you this one. 
Okay. Do you think to work long distance that it needs an end date? I do. I agree with you. I don't – I know that there are exceptions. I will caveat this by saying I know that there are exceptions. I know that there are relationships that work permanently long distance. I think they are the – yeah. I think they are the extreme exception. Yeah. And I also think that if you don't have a specific end in sight – it can feel like this black hole that is just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And a lesser step to that, like let's say you you can't say, you know, okay, on January 1st, 2024, we will be together. Right. You could say, okay, Rourke, when you graduate law school in this other city, we will then decide what that means. And yes. as you're looking for jobs, we can be in that conversation together. Yeah. That does that, that mean that is total sense. Like, does that mean that is going to be the moment at which we are together? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But at least we know that like we're working towards something. Yeah. Totally. Sort of thinking about that starting point. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've kind of like said some of mine, but like what are your thoughts about maintaining dating momentum if you start with the distance? Like, Damn. I mean, it's not something I've done. So I, I don't – I feel like a little at a loss. Not that all advice is based on personal experience. I, I, I feel a little bit at a loss. Uh, I mean, I think that so much would come down to carving out time – to interact that I think that I would want both the casual interaction of texting that I expect from somebody that I'm in a like lowercase r relationship with because I view this like this is what I want from friends and family as well and so I would want that and then I would also need to find a way to make the connection not feel so stop and start, but to actually either get on a FaceTime, get on a call, start a movie at the same time. You know, you'd have to be – or maybe you like both go to a movie theater and then talk about it later. I actually saw that on TikTok, I think. Um, Like they buy a ticket for for a movie that starts at the same time in their cities. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so I think you'd – I mean, you have to be creative when you're dating in the same city, so it's not fair to say that – you have to be creative to do this, but I do think you need to put in a different type of effort to make this work. Yeah. I think the way that I've been thinking about how to approach the situation with the disco ball is that agreed with you. I want the same level of texting communication as I would with any relationship or dating situation that I'm in. But I also want to go, and I'm putting quotes, air quotes around this, I also want to go on dates on the same cadence as I normally would want to. Mm, Let's that say that's sense. once a week. So those dates, though, could be virtual. Mm-hmm. And so I, my thought with the disco ball is like, let's say I say to him, you know, when are you going to be in New York next or something like that? And it's in three weeks from now. I would want to then propose, what do you think about a FaceTime date? sometime in the interim. Yeah. That makes total sense. So that we can still have a date 
build that connection because I think that's one of the hardest pieces as we discussed at the top, uh, at the top minus 40 minutes um, of building that connection when you don't live in the same place and you don't know each other that well yet. Yeah. And I think that, I think that this also takes a little bit more of a capacity for, I don't know if risk is the right word because you're not exactly risking your emotions in a different way than you would entering into any other new relationship. But I think that you have to have more of a willingness to try something with probably a higher failure rate, right? Mm -hmm. And to have that willingness you need to, to do this, I think you have to have the willingness to get on a train, get on a plane, be flexible. Like that's there's a level of I think flexibility that doesn't comport with who I am and I think that's partially yeah. why this doesn't work for me. Um but yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the questions that somebody asked too is what is long distance even? Like how is it defined? And mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, but there is a – it's arbitrary. It's just on the internet. But the internet says that long distance is 200 miles and that like less than that – Less than that is middle distance. And then what's not any – what's close? (laughs) Good question. Not sure. The only reason I know this is because I looked it up when I was dating ASV because he, right. Philly is not 200 miles from here. And so we were technically in a middle distance relationship. To me, I really want to be able to, after a work day where I don't have a plan with the person I'm dating, to be able to say, like, I've had a really long day. Do you want to meet up for a glass of wine? And yes. that not be a multi-hour event to <laughs> assemble together and make that happen. Well, that's, that's why my advice for middle distance relationships has always been treated as if it's long distance. You have you to. you can't do that. Yeah. Like, even though the trip is not as expensive and doesn't take as long, you still can't pop over after work. No. You still can't like stay over at their place and get to your job on time. Exactly. So that I think – means that you need to treat it that way. But I think we often forget that. Somebody also asked, say they said that they're dating somebody across town and it's killing them. Uh, no, I, I was going to say, I, I joke about like Pasadena and Glendale a lot where yeah, it would take me at least an hour and a half on a weekday to get there after work. Right. No. That is not I mean, how I want to spend my time after I have worked the way that I work. Completely. Like I have friends that live in Astoria. It takes me driving. It takes me an hour to get there. It's right not that far. It's just New York traffic. On the train, it takes an hour and a half because you have to – from Brooklyn to Queens is a nightmare. You have to go into Manhattan and then back into Queens mm-hmm. if you're not on the G, which I'm not. Um, and the G is terrible anyway. So like – an hour and a half is the length of the train to Philadelphia. Holy shit. So like when I was dating ASV, I lived fairly close to Penn Station. It took me door to door. And I used to take I usually t- took the Excel as faster. Door to door, two and a half hours. 
That is not that much longer, though more expensive. It is not that much longer than how long it takes me to get to my friend Taryn's in Astoria. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so my okay. friend Val, who is a loyal listener of the podcast, she and her now husband went to co- – we all went to college together and they um, ended up doing long distance for a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me about this. Yeah. And something that she talked about that she thought a lot about when they closed the distance – so this is – we're just jumping around at this point – was <laughs> that she she says like what it's like when you're dating long distance – you get there and like you're so excited. And so like those first mm-hmm. like 36 hours are like so charged. You're so happy. You're just relieved. And then the next like 24 or however long you're taking for that weekend are so sad because then you're just like preparing to leave and packing the bag and saying goodbye. And she was in tears at the airport. And she's like, I don't know. Like my relationship constantly feels like we're either on vacation mode or I'm like emotionally exhausted and so sad. Yep. And it's, so oh – that's so true. Yeah. And so like she was like, I, I'm fascinated to see what it feels like to just be a day-to-day couple and dealing with kind of day-to-day shit instead of like travel. <laughs> yeah. And that was something that really wore on ASV mm. a lot more than it wore on me was he perceived a deep, deep anxiety and sadness from me when we when I was leaving. Yeah. And it him man he felt like he had to manage my emotions mm. about us about to be apart. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, you don't seem to give a shit that we're about to be apart. <laughs> That's what's making me sad. Right, right, right. And it's a, and around and around we went. Um just this vicious cycle of like me being sad that he wasn't sad and then him being anxious and more avoidant because I was sad like oh my god just triggering each other's best qualities just boom 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 over and over again yeah um but yeah I think one of the things that is really hard too is that vacation mode that your friend Val mentioned is that like there are no there are very few mundane visits Mm-hmm. Like when you're visiting somebody, you're not in their normal life. No. You're in visit. Right. You're going out. You're going on hikes. You're seeing friends. You're going to breweries. You're doing activities. Yeah. You're not going to yeah, Costco. Yeah. Like you're – no. And you're not just like sitting on the couch because you're – you know, you'd be like wasting a precious day where you could be, you know, doing things together, which – though by the way – that is doing something together. Yeah, and you learn a good lot quality from time spent, around. as we've mentioned. Um, but yeah, I they also the they went from thing, long distance alley to living in a studio in New York. Oh, God. So that yeah. actually is – I mean, I'm glad it worked out for them. But somebody asked about – they said, my long distance boyfriend wants to move in with me. I, I do not think that is a good idea. Personally. Oh, interesting. I think that if you have never lived in the same city – Mm-hmm. That you should live in the same city separately before living together. What would you? The, I guess you're not like an you're living in, you're not living an adult life in college. So would you say that that did not count? Oh, I think that counted for them. Okay. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. I mean, I but for the if they're the exception of the rule, they're they're the exception of the rule. Yeah. But uh, they're yeah for the. 
for the people for who them. started their relationships, <laughs> for the people who started their relationships long distance mm-hmm. and are now going to be moving to the same city or one person's moving to the city, I think it is extremely smart to start living separately. Yeah. And I – because. I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. I think I, I I think I can set. I think I we've talked about this where I think I know your logic, and so I I just don't think we're going to have a point of disagreement here. But go go go. <laughs> well, I was going to say that. I mean, first of all, you want to see you want to be able to establish your own life in that city too, for the person who's moving there. So, like, let's say that I'm moving to San Francisco or whatever to be with my long distance boyfriend. If I'm moving in with him right away. And we're spending all the time with his friends. I'm now in his space. Like, I I think it would be very difficult for me to feel like this made sense as a move for me also. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just entering his life. Yeah. And then separately from that, there are a lot of things that one works through when one moves in with a partner that I think would be a lot of pressure on a relationship where you've never even lived in the same city before. Yes, totally. No, it's like it a miracle that they're together. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that great. I love that for them, but I agree. Full full but No, miracle. I fully agree with you. Yeah. Um so where 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 should, where should we stop talking and save the rest? <laughs> I know. I feel like I mean, we'll just pick up whatever loose threads we have, which are many. Yeah. Um but I do have to get to I the feel date, like so. Yeah. I feel like we can focus in on advice for the relationship itself and like yeah, you know, that we we got a lot of questions about you know, keeping connection strong and visit timing and frequency and who should visit whom and like I think there's a, there's a lot to get into once you're actually in a relationship that we can talk yeah. about um in 2 weeks. Perfect. All right, see you on Saturday morning with Therapy Jeff. See you then. Enjoy lots of dogs here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.